Welcome back to Podcast 51, your Central Michigan life home to all that is creepy and weird. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Emir, a.k.a. Space Ghost, coast to coast. And this week, we're going to be talking about Amelia Earhart. But before we jump into that, we just want to give our general warning about the podcast. We like to cover weird, creepy stuff. Sometimes that's conspiracy theories. Sometimes it's just weird stuff. But as always, just because we're covering it doesn't necessarily mean we believe it. It is just interesting and entertaining content. But without further ado, we'll, let's jump into Amelia Earhart and her... Uh, disappearance. But we first want to start off with her life. She was born in 1897 and was known for defying gender roles um, for her time. She played basketball, she learned mechanics, and she even went to college for a little while. And during World War One, she served as a Red, Cross's, uh, Red Cross nurse's aide in Canada. And then following that, she actually enrolled in pre-med in New York following the war. But her plans were like drastically thrown off course when she um, went on a plane ride for the first time in 1920 with World War I pilot Frank Hawks. And about a month later, she began to take flying lessons because she was so enraptured by flying. And then later that year even, um, she purchased her first airplane, which she nicknamed the Canary due to its yellow nature. And then she passed her first flight test in 1921, and two days later she actually participated in a flight exhibition. And for her time, she set a lot of aviation records. She was the first woman to fly, woman to fly solo above 14,000 feet in 1922. In 1932, she became the first woman and second person to do a solo flight across the Atlantic, for which she was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross, and that she was the first ever woman to ever do this. In 1932, she also made the first solo nonstop flight across the United States by a woman. And in 1935, she was the first person to, do, to fly solo from Hawaii to the U.S. mainland. Actually, I don't even know if Hawaii was a state at that point. I don't think it was. No, it was not. But yeah, that's basically a little bit background of her. Uh, of her but what we really want to focus on is her disappearance because of how strange it is. Um, in 1937, she set out to fly around the world from California on March 17, 1937, with Fred Noonan, Noonan, who was an experienced navigator. The plane um, had problems and became severely damaged, and they were forced to call off the flight and send the Electra, her plane, um, to... Pearl Harbor, I believe, for repairs, or they landed at Pearl Harbor and sent it to the mainland for repairs. While it was being prepared, Earhart gained funds for another attempt and flew an undisclosed flight from Oakland to Miami, where she announced she would circumnavigate the Earth and officially departed on June 1st for that. She would be the first female to do so if she completed it. Her plane was a twin-engine Lockheed 10 Electra, which is a 10-passenger airliner, but it was outfitted with special tanks that allowed her to carry more fuel, um, specifically about 1,000 pounds of fuel. So on July 2nd, 1937, they're well away, well into their, um, their circumnavigation of the globe and 22,000 miles in to be exact. They leave New Guinea. They're fully stocked with fuel and they plan to land um, at Howland Island, which is about 2,200 miles away to refuel. Uh, Harry Balfour, a radio operator from Guinea Airways, set up a schedule so he could communicate with Earhart during the trip hourly. Um, he noted that the headwinds are stronger than expected and tried to tell Earhart this three times over the course of about two hours, but she wasn't able to receive any of it. Headwinds can affect fuel consumption, speed, and flight time. At about 2 p.m., Earhart finally sends a transmission out with her speed and height. Over an hour later, her next message, her next message says that she has risen by 3,000 feet, um, which is not great for fuel consumption. I believe she was at about 10,000 feet at that point. Um, and, yeah, so... Then we aren't really clear why she did this, why she flew so high. Some speculate that it was to avoid cloud cover or mountains. But as they approached Howland Island, the plane was probably um, down to less than 100 gallons of fuel at that point. So it was getting uh, a little scary. The Coast Guard's Itasca small boat was off the coast. Was excuse me, was off the coast of the island and was to provide Earhart with updates on influences like weather. Earhart got close enough to that ship 
they were able to receive her transmissions, which got stronger over time, which means she was getting closer. Earhart uh, reported the messages, quote, we must be on you but cannot see you, end quote, and, quote, gas is running low, end quote, as well as noting that she was flying at only 1,000 feet. So she's very low at this point. At about 8 a.m., the radio, uh, she radios her coordinates and says that the message will be repeated several times, and she is never seen again or heard from again at that point. The Itasca searched, um, and days later, the USS Colorado and Lexington began searching the area too. Nobody found anything. And so that leads us into theories. What happened to Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan, for that matter? So theory one, I'm going to ask you as we go through these to give me your take on them. You can give them a rating, how likely you think they are, yeah. but some of them are a little outlandish. Zero, zero to five tinfoil hats is my rating system. Okay. Five being the most likely? Yeah, most likely. Zero being it probably didn't happen. Okay. So number one is she probably ran out of fuel and crashed into the ocean, dying immediately and plummeting about 18,000 feet to the ocean floor. All right. So I'm going to give that four tinfoil hats. That probably happened, but... Just to keep it cool, let's just add, let's push that to the side. Okay. So, you know. And this company called Nauticos began searching for remains of the ship or anything that could point them in the direction of what happened to her from about 2002. And that actually ended earlier this year um, in March of 2017. And they were mapping about a 2,000-mile area with sonar mapping but found nothing. So if she did crash, it seems like where did her ship go where, or where did her plane go? Probably just deep, deep. Deep, you just couldn't find it. it was too deep. deep down. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know about the ocean. So her plane could have just kept going. Yeah, I guess so. And it's, the ocean's huge. That's why it's kind of 2,000 miles seems like a lot, but you never know where she could have ended up, where her plane could have drifted, any yeah. of that stuff. So theory number two is that they actually became castaways on Gardner Island, which is also called Niku, Niku Mororo. And I apologize for if I if I butchered that or that pronunciation at all. But this island is about 350 miles south of Howland Island along a line that she reported as she was going down. She said, give her coordinates, like I said. And this island is actually 350 miles south on that line. Um, she may have spotted low tides on this island and made an emergency landing, which would have served pretty well. In 1939, Gerald Gallagher, a British officer, found the remains of a campsite and a sextant box, as well as partial human skeleton consisting of a skull and 12 other bones. Uh, there's more to it, but what's your take on that? So is that saying that she's the only one that made it and the other guy just was... They only, well, they only they didn't say it, not even female bones, but they found partial human skeleton, a skull, and 12 other bones. These are later examined, but before I get into that, I want to know what's your take on that. I mean... The question would be then where'd the other person go, mm -hmm. you know, like if one person just was like stuck there and then the other person like ran off. I mean, they could easily say just like, oh, I went one way and then the other person went one way. But they didn't have phones. Yeah. So how are they going to stay connected? Okay, so going into it, D.W. Hoodless examined these bones and determined the bones belonged to a short, stocky European man, which doesn't fit the um, build of either Amelia Earhart or Fred Noonan. But after he did this examination, you want to know what he did with the bones? What? Threw them away. Of course he did. <laughs> that's what always happens. To that's really, facts, as right? you say, that's really suspicious, isn't it? I They're mean, like, well, that is, that's not what I want. Throw it away. Let's yeah. not archive these at all. Well, Who knows? What, you said 30s, right? What? You said he threw it away in the 30s? He found it. Well, it was the bones were originally found in 1939, 1940-ish. He examined them shortly after that. All right, so that was a wild time back then. The 40s, it was probably a bunch of bones everywhere. 
He probably lost him. You know he wasn't keeping track. Well, he threw him away. Exactly. He was like, I got a lot of bones on me that I got to handle. And yeah. these, this clearly ain't Amelia or other guy. And here's the funny thing, though, is that if he would have saved them, we could have run some DNA tests on them and well, found more conclusive evidence of who they belong to. You know something, Tom? I bet you in 1940, they ain't no DNA was coming out. That's, I guess that's true. They didn't know. Uh, but continuing on, the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery, or TIGAR, examined the bones based on the measurements by Hoodless and said that they could have belonged to a taller woman of European descent, which Earhart actually was. Rick Gillespie, uh, the director of TIGAR, said that there isn't a full skeleton. You want to know why? You mentioned there was not. Why was there only partial bones, only partial skeleton there? There's two two people missing. Mm-hmm. They said that there's only a partial skeleton potentially because of coconut crabs, which live on the island, which most likely carried them off into their burrows and also may have eaten the corpses. All right, hold on. Let me look up coconut crabs. They're pretty big. They are the largest I, I land. See how big these are. They are the largest land anthropods on the planet. Google search real fast. Like, don't be afraid to while, use it. While you're doing that, I'm going to continue on. Rick Gillespie also said that there was a plane landing in the or saw there's plane landing gear in the water in a photo that was taken in 1937 by a British expedition crew. This can't be confirmed because it's a. You want to comment on coconut crabs? Those are huge. Yeah. Those are huge crabs. Also, kind of terrifying that they'd carry off bones. Looks like a Why? Does that look like a spider? Yeah. That looks like a spider. <laughs> Uh, Holy crap. Yeah, they're pretty scary. So the fact that that could be one of their last moments was coconut crabs eating them or like something like that, that'd be really terrifying. All right, I'd give that a three. That could have happened. That's Those are okay, a group they, of them? Well, they live on the island. So. A group of Oh, man, yeah. But continuing on, the theory's not done yet. Um, there was a photo. Rick Gillespie said that he thought he saw landing gear sticking out of the water Um in a photo taken by in 1937 by a British expedition crew. In addition, he says that as long as her radio wasn't damaged by water, it could have been used to radio for help for about a week after her, after her uh, landing. Many believed, or actually many reported hearing a broadcast, but a more believable one was Betty Clank, who reported, who was a young girl, who reported hearing Earhart frantically saying that she needed help over a over her ham radio, as well as arguing with a man in the background. Her dad reported these findings to the Coast Guard, and you want to know what they said? What? You, you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard what you said. You know her. You know her. The Coast Guard said to her. What'd they say? They said, "Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all right. You're yeah. good. They, I, all right. <laughs> movie pitch real fast. Okay. They should do a movie with Amelia fighting a bunch of crabs like the Terminator. Just her one on one with a giant just machine. <laughs> good luck getting funding for that. Just chopping them down. Just chop. You think she brought a machine gun on her plane? Well, I guess you re- rewrite history. It's historical it was, fiction. Yeah, exactly. You can just say it was close. Like, it's accurate, but it's not. But shout out to the guy who said nah. Like, the, just, the Coast Guard, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they, they pretty much said that they didn't take the claim seriously whatsoever. Um, but also found in the water near there was a piece of aircraft aluminum, which Gillespie believes is from Earhart's plane. However, others say that this is just crap. <laughs> including a Lockheed employee, because Lockheed was the make of the uh, was the maker of her plane. A Lockheed employee said that it was definitely not part of her plane. So Ray Gillespie right. might be just grasping at straws here. Yeah, you know, it could either be that, or maybe Ray Gillespie just wanted to be a part of something. Hey, it's Rick. Rick, <laughs> he should be Ray. But all right, Ranger Rick. Maybe maybe Rick just wanted to be a part of something. You know, he wanted to. He wanted to be the one that found yeah, it. Yeah, he wanted to be the one because you know a lot of people want to be the guy. I like, actually got some more stuff about him later on as oh. more evidence comes out. 
But uh, also maybe further disproving, disproving this claim is that many planes flew over that island shortly after she would have crashed um, and didn't really see anything. All right, so something's fishy about Rick or crabby about Rick. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to give that any okay. attention. So that's second theory. You ready? Yeah. Third theory is by uh, Roland Reinek, a retired Air Force colonel who said Noonan and Earhart were spies for America. Ah, for America. If Earhart couldn't, this is what he believes, this is his theory. If Earhart uh, was not able to find Howland Island where she was supposed to land, then she was going to ditch her plane about 800 miles away near the Marshall Islands so the government could provide recon on the Japanese-controlled islands, which are the Marshall Islands, while pretending to look for Earhart. So basically, he thinks if she wasn't able to find Howland Island, she just wrecks her plane or something. She goes to Marshall Islands, and then the U.S. government comes in like, we're looking for Earhart, we're definitely not providing recon because this is like before World War II, so... Things are tense. Yeah, it's tense. Locals of the Marshall Island say that they did see her. And there was actually even a stamp uh, series in the 1980s, I believe, that depicted Earhart's plane being, plane being pulled out of the water. But the plane, but that kind of plan went sideways. This is what Reinex says. The plan went sideways when they were captured by Japanese officials, and they were later released following the war, where they were set up with new identities. Some say Amelia Earhart became Irene Craigmill, but Irene sued an author who made these claims, so that's probably pretty unlikely. I mean, maybe Irene did that so you would think that maybe Irene was not Amelia, but Amelia sued them because it was Amelia. Could you imagine just walking around in your day life and someone's like, oh my God, you're Elvis Presley. And you're like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. You're just some historical figure and someone's like, it's definitely you. That'd be really odd. I mean, it would How be. How would you even react to that? A lawsuit, clearly. I mean, in her case, I guess she yeah, would react to a lawsuit. But um, some of those people that buy into this theory but not entirely say that maybe that the two aviators were just executed upon being captured. I mean. Which is a little dark. Yeah, that's kind of sad. I Okay. In uh, July 1944, Thomas Devine, an army sergeant, said he found Marines guarding a hangar with Earhart's plane on a formerly Japanese island and that the soldiers then destroyed the plane. I didn't get any explanation into why they would have destroyed the plane. They like, just, what's the purpose of that? They just did. They're like, we're guarding this plane. Someone's like, oh my gosh, that's Amelia Earhart's plane. Earhart's plane. And they're just like, never mind. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's gone. Not. So Something was, about that seems fishy. And what's his name again? Thomas what? Devine, an army sergeant. Hmm. His initials is T. His last name is D. That's me. It might be. I'm a time traveler. I think you might be a time traveler. But I don't know. That one seems weird. I mean, okay. I, I definitely understand. feel like it's very half-baked. Like it has potential, outlandish potential. But yeah. then the ends don't really make sense. Like specifically that one. Like why would they destroy the plane? What would be the intent there? Well, you They're like, we, Amelia Hart's missing. They're like, this is her plane. This is all the evidence we know what happened to her. Let's just destroy it. Exactly. Well, they don't want you to know that she, because I say she was a spy. Okay. You wouldn't want like any leftover material of like, so you can in the I future guess. be like, hey, she's a spy. Like. So they're trying to cover it up? Yeah. Like you don't okay. want to like in 20 years, like they release files and Amelia was like, oh, spying it up or James bonded it up through like, I don't know, Japan or something or something, which another movie pitch. Amelia Earhart is a spy in Japan. She crashes a plane, jumps out with her little, you know, 
Oh man, do they have do they have the little you know, when you jump out of a plane and you get a parachute. Parachutes? I'm sure parachutes there. existed. All right, so though. those existed. So you Google jumps out. You keep talking. I'll Google when parachutes were invented. Gets to, like, off in the parachute, lands. She takes out a few of, you know, some 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 some, some army members or something. Yeah, parachutes were invented in 1783, so she All must right, definitely. So she could have done it. She jumps out. No, no, Amelia is awesome. Yeah. She jumps out without a parachute, lands it. Was it like Captain America? Yep, Any first lands Avengers? It. <laughs> yep, lands it. No, okay. Motorcycle drops out from the plane. Okay. She jumps off, lands on the motorcycle. Wow. In midair, gets down, hits the road immediately. She's off. What's she doing? Going to Japan. Doing what there? To prevent World War II. Oh, okay. Well, she failed. She failed. Well, <laughs> she fails at the end, all right? Okay. Or is it just an alternate version of history where she does prevent World War II? What happened to Fred Noonan? Like no one, all right. No offense, Fred. <laughs> You're not interesting, guy. You just got. I'm sorry. All right, okay. She gets wow, that's off. rude. She tells Fred, "One of us is gonna make it, dude. It's not you." There's only one parachute for some reason. Exactly. There's <laughs> only one parachute. But what about the other parachute? Throws it out the plane. There's only one parachute. Oh, okay. Fred. Wow. She just throws him under the bus. Yes, because like you need. So a like, this body. is gonna make a much better story. Exactly. I'm gonna be the one. So she jumps out because you don't hear about Fred. Like mm-hmm. let's be honest, no one hears about Fred. No offense, Fred, but I, I don't know why. What a last name, Noonan. Well, isn't that guy? Isn't that a guy from Caddyshack? Yeah. There's there's a Paul Newman. Or... What? No, not Newman. Okay. Noonan. Well, maybe that. They're connected. Yeah, maybe they're connected. They're related. Their last names sound, kind of sound yeah, the same. Yeah, they sound similar. Maybe it got lost in the translation, but she jumps out, <laughs> okay. and like she just goes, and she tries to stop World War II. She fails, and mm-hmm. then she becomes Irene. Okay. Yep. That's your movie That's pitch? That's how she gets out. They're like, you can no longer be Amelia. you got to be Irene now. And Is she upset by this? She's or upset. she's like, well, Clearly someone's going to figure it out someday, and I'm going to sue them for millions of dollars. Exactly. So it's a win-win for her. Okay. But I say that didn't happen. No. You said you don't think this one happened. No, I don't think. I mean, it you just, don't think she don't think they were spies. There's a lot of variables in that one. Well, hold on. Let me hit you with something else. This is new evidence that was found in 2017. In July, or excuse me, I just read that one. A uh, photo was found in 2017 by a guy named Les Kinney, I believe, in the National Archives, um, that show that may show Noonan and Earhart in the Marshall Islands on a dock. The photo shows two Caucasians, one being a tall man and another being a woman with short hair and pants, like Earhart. The weird thing about this is that the Marshall Islands, I believe, what they said was that they actually blocked all entrance from foreigners uh, like two years prior. So how these people? So if this is Earhart, Noon, or so why are these Caucasians in this photo then? You know what I'm saying? By the way, there is no other short-haired. Blonde women. She's with not. Pants well, she, I don't on. think she was blonde. She's she had brown hair. Right, there's no other short, bl- brown-haired women with jeans on. Yeah, you being She's sarcastic. She's the only one, huh? <laughs> like Amelia's just the only one. Oh, hold on a second. Facial recognition expert um, said that the man is likely Noonan based on similar facial features, and since the woman has her back turned to the camera in the photo, he did comparative body measurements to Amelia Earhart and the woman in the photo, and uh, he said that they're. He rates his claims from like not likely to likely to very likely to extremely likely. Excuse me, extremely likely, and this falls under very likely to him. 
So this guy is like 100% in. This is Amelia Earhart. And this actually led to a two-hour documentary um, on the History Channel about this lost piece of evidence that claims that Amelia Earhart was captured by the Japanese during World War II. And what happened with her after that, we don't know, but we at least know that she survived, whatever. That's what this History History Channel documentary says. Um, The photo also shows a Japanese ship towing a barge with something um, on it that is similar in size to Earhart's plane. Locals were told that she was a spy, so it wasn't to be talked about, and the Japanese government claims there is no evidence, which may very well be true since many documents that were around at that time were probably destroyed during World War II. Um, However, here's the big thing for you. Okay, so before I say this part, how likely do you think that this piece of evidence, do you think this changes your your view of the the theory before that? Do you think this is pretty groundbreaking? I mean, it's groundbreaking, but it's like, so where has it been for like, well, it was in the National oh, Archives. Yeah. They said that it was in the National Archives, and it was previously classified information, and it recently became unclassified not too long ago, and this guy, just, this guy Les Kinney, has just been pouring through it, trying to find stuff. You know, by the way, we did an MKUltra episode. Yeah. Feel free to listen to it. Uh, government and classified, it just don't work out. What do you mean? It just, it, it, it's like, oh, 70 years for releasing this. Well, that's that's like a law that they can't keep everything. I know, but un- it's like just drop it, dude. Just let it out like, right just away. Just let it go. Like give us maybe twenty, maybe twenty years, maybe. Like this is like fifty to sixty. Well, you never. Know. There's a lot of stuff that Carol came declassified, so you don't know if this was one of the. F- if he was doing it immediately, it could have been declassified for quite a while, but just been buried. It's just one photo after all. Yeah. Um, but here's the big kicker here. So I want to point out beforehand. This was a two. This led to a two-hour. This one piece of evidence led to a two-hour documentary by the History Channel. News agencies were covering this for at least a week, just nonstop talking about Amelia Earhart. We finally found her. This is lost piece of evidence. We already know what happened to her. But this was disproved um, because a Japanese blogger just went online and googled some stuff about the island and found that photo in a book published in 1935, which is before Earhart even left. Are you kidding me, dude? So it took him about 30 minutes to do. Oh my god! Like. I'm like I just said Google is your friend. <laughs> Everyone, just Google it. If you Yeah, especially I'm like History Channel is gonna put in the effort for a two hour documentary about this one piece of evidence. They're not gonna be like, let's just make sure this isn't in let's anything just else. Google it. Yeah, let's just let's just pop the old Google open. And if you're interested, use Google Large. What is that? It's like where it's a Google but like it slowly gets bigger. Like okay. It's is it one of those gimmicky Google's? It is a gimmicky okay. Google, but like they could do that, and they could have found this out in thirty minutes, knocked it out. I know. And they That's kept that was moving. Yeah, what seems maybe they did know, but they were they were already like this is people are gonna watch this anyways. I mean, it was pretty big, it was pretty publicized for a long time. So they're like, I'm just gonna ignore that, and we're just gonna do this anyways, and hope people don't point that out. And even still. People still choose to believe that this Japanese blogger was just full of crap, and that that's just not true. That, uh, well, I mean, Google don't lie, and it was a book well, really I mean, written. If it's on the internet, it's true. Exactly. If it's on the internet, I mean, you could kind of think it's true because you're like, oh, they did two hours, which, haha, you wasted a whole lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that man, all that working. Yeah. Just for hours on end when you could just. Said, wait a minute, let me pop over my old Let's just make sure nothing really is wrong about this. Oh, man, I don't know. What I thought was interesting is that they they went through this documentary. It wasn't even like a normal documentary. Well, I shouldn't say normal. It wasn't like just standard, like, this piece of evidence probably means this, this, and this. They're like, let's get a facial recognition expert in there, and he's going to analyze... 
potentially Fred Noonan's face and Amelia Earhart's body measurements. And they're like, yes, that's definitely her. And then some Japanese bloggers are like, nah, they were definitely wouldn't have been there then. No, they, no. they hadn't even left. <laughs> what if it's the same guy who got the phone call and said, nah, to Amelia when she's crashed on the island? Yeah. He's just like, nah, after I'm his great, great, great grandson. And from my great 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 grandfather. Wow. Nah. You know what? The funny thing is that I remember I mentioned Rick Gillespie earlier. He's the head uh, director or whatever of Tigar, which finds Tigar, oh, T I G H A R, which finds you know sunken sh- planes and stuff like that in the ocean. And he was the one doing all that. He found the the piece of the plane he thought was hers. He found all that stuff. So this came out, and I believe it was today. That's a news place, right? And he does an, he does an interview with them, and he's like, well, yeah, when this Japanese blogger disproved it, we were like, yeah. <laughs> he was, like, super excited about it. Definitely. He was like, well, duh, of course not, which I felt like was kind of like he's like, I want to find Amelia Hart, but I want it. Or he's more like, I want Amelia Hart found, but I want to be the one that finds exactly. her. Exactly. He's like, everything else that someone else may have found her, nope. By the way, doesn't Tigar sound like an evil corporation? It definitely could be. Tigar. Like, what? <laughs> Thanks for that voice. Tigar. <laughs> they fought there. And, like, they want to be the ones. I don't blame them. What a front them. for that, though. That we're an evil corporation. The front is we find sunken planes. That would be wicked. <laughs> I mean, I would want to find her. Yeah? She's I, out there. Amelia, think you're out just, here. Yeah, okay, so there's one more theory, which there's absolutely almost no evidence to support at all. all right. But is that she somehow, I don't know what happened to Fred Noonan, but Amelia Earhart somehow wound up in Japan, which is a basis for a couple of theories, and she began making Japanese radio propaganda under the guise of Tokyo Rose. What did you guys say about that one? <laughs> there's no evidence to support this at all. <laughs> I feel like it was probably made by, like, the person who, like, started that, and he was like, I need to bring some eyes to this. <laughs> so it's Amelia Earhart. We're doing the re-release of all of our radio broadcasts. We need to just draw up some attention. Hey, it's your girl, Tokyo <laughs> Rose. I wish, Fresh from a plane drop, I'm here. She's very odd. She's, like, a very, like, I don't, I don't know if legendary is too much, but she's, like, a very iconic American. And then it's, like... She's doing Japanese radio propaganda during World War II. That seems very odd. That does. That does. But I guess maybe that she was captured and threatened. Potentially, you could say that. Oh, so she's doing propaganda against the United States. Well, she's doing Japanese radio propaganda under the guys of Tokyo Rose. So, yeah, it would be against – well, I don't know if it's against the United States or just, like, very, very pro-Japan. I'm not really sure because it's false. (laughs) Uh, even the American gets it, or like, like. One I don't of those. know if she was speaking Japanese or not. There's no That's evidence to support this. Drop the, the Tokyo Rose was a um, like a handle that was taken by many people. Ah, you would think it'd be very odd if she was the only one that spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> Just the only one in there. Like, all the Japanese people are like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Who is this this lady who's all just mad about? Stuff? Maybe she was a double agent, and the U.S. thought she, we were sending her there <laughs> to do recon on Japan, and she's like, "Actually, I'm gonna do propaganda for Japan." So, no, no, just no, yeah, no. What's your what, what do you this theory? What do you give it? All right, I'm gonna give this one a zero because <laughs> okay, I just feel That's like fair. it was a guy sitting in a room one day who is like owns like the name Tokyo Rose or something like he also does his own little radio thing mm-hmm. he's like we need to get like some eyes to this like we need people to notice that you know I do this show 
So he was like, I'm going to put my, I'm going to throw my name in the hat for the Amelia Earhart sweepstakes. Yeah. And he he's, wrote in. He's like, I found her. Yeah, he wrote in, sent it in, and they said, you know what? We're going to go with it. Yeah, and, and next thing you know. I mean, he probably wouldn't be the first one. Like I said, exactly. with that um, that girl that found that said she heard it and then her pride reported it to the Coast Guard. She if she was one of many people that reported hearing this broadcast. That's always what happens. And even said that when she was doing this, she like sat in front of her ham radio for like three hours taking verbatim notes of what she said. That's a long time. Maybe yeah. he would have helped her within the first. I feel like if someone if she was like, "Hey, I hear something weird going on. Yeah. Hey, Dad, come check this out." Exactly. He'd <laughs> have been like, "All right, there is something weird going on." Instead of like. Instead right, of like, this is what my this. daughter said. Yeah, let me pull but my like, notebook okay. out. Let me write about this. And then, all right, after three hours of her possibly being murdered by a bunch of crabs, <laughs> let me pick up my old spinny phone where, you know, you had to, mm-hmm. whoosh, you know, kind of, and then hit it up. And it probably took her like 10 minutes. Yeah. Because you know those phones. My grandma had one. Oh, yeah? They took a while to make a phone call. So she makes the call. You miss one letter or number. You got to go you all gotta back. You got to start all over. You got to start. How did people use phones back then? I don't know. It was a struggle. <laughs> it was a struggle. She makes the call and she's like, hey, dad, I'm hearing some wild stuff. Well, I assume she lived at home. Oh, all right. So she I gets assume she up, was a young girl. She gets up. Which is why her dad reported it for her. Which is even more weird. So she's listening to it for three hours in her room. Yeah. With a rainbow in the background. Why? I'm just making it that way. I'm painting it. I'm painting my own picture. Okay. Gets up. Runs to the his office, you know. I'm picturing him to be a kind of tubby guy. Just picturing him. Okay. That way. I'm glad you're painting this image for me. With a beard and a, a big beard, though, like you know, like a pirate's beard. Comes in there and she's all like, "Hey, Dad, I'm hearing some crazy stuff on here." And then, like, for him, like you think he'd just be like, "Nah, just go back to sleep." Like, what are you talking about? Like, you think he'd be like, "All right, let me go listen," or you would hear? Cause I'm guessing she's yelling. So unless oh, you, I mean, yeah, like I mean, there's volume control. I assume ham radios don't they have to wear headphones? I mean, yeah, yeah, but you think like if something's going on, you'd be like, "Hey, something's wicked is happening in here. Come listen to this woman possibly dying." Yeah, that's what I think is odd too. But I guess it, this for some reason this people this is what people believe to be the most unlikely. Maybe because of her proximity. I'm not sure where she lived, but maybe because of her proximity to it. But they also said something I didn't mention is that. The um, receiving of the transmissions to people like this um, directly correlated to when the tides would be rising and um, lowering, I guess, on the island. But, like, they would disappear when there was a high tide. But I thought it didn't, wouldn't make sense then because is the water – I thought it was saying that the water earlier when Rick Gillespie was talking about this it could have gone on for a week as long as it wasn't water damaged. The tide would influence it unless it directly damaged it. And I feel like if it was damaged, then it would just be done for good. You wouldn't – flow in or wouldn't come in and out because of the tides. I feel like as soon as the high tide hits and it ruins that hand or the their radio, it's done. So I wasn't really I didn't, that's why I didn't really say it, but there was some there's some, some evidence people throwing out there that I wasn't really positive about. Yeah, by the way, like I feel like surviving like a plane crash in the 30s and 40s would be like a lot like really tough. Well, it's tough anytime. I mean, it's tough now, but like in the 30s and 40s, like I feel like it was harder. Like you don't just get up and be like, "Hey, I'm chilling now." She was at least injured. Or Well, actually when she said that, when she said that you heard a man in the background, it was originally described as she they heard Amelia Earhart arguing with a disoriented man. What if he ate her? Which she made What? What if he ate her? They said they only found one body. My own conspiracy. He ate the bones too. (laughs) He ate the (laughs) bones. 
You get hungry on an island. Eats the bones too. Eats the crabs. Eats the eats the crabs. After Just tries a to long swim fight, away. Tries to swim away. Right. Gets caught by a shark or like something that could come back on the right. ocean. We don't know. There's no definitive proof of what happened. So I want to run through the theories one more time, and I want you to see if you've changed your mind on any of them, knowing all the theories and all the information that is available. So theory one: she just ran out of fuel, hit the ocean, and died immediately. I or drowned, I guess, but she hit the ocean floor and just died that way. That's the one I believe in because, like, it, she could have just like it could have just kept going at that point. Like the plane could have kept going forever. And then just never stopped. And then, yeah. you know, some type of... 18,000 miles down. Yeah, some type of sea... Like, or, excuse me, 18,000 feet down. That'd be... 18,000 miles would be pretty intense. <laughs> some type of, uh, like, creature came by and ate her or something, you know? Yeah. All right. And then second one, they became castaways with the crabs on uh, Nikumaroro. That's the one I wish it would be because... That one definitely seems like it has the most potential for, yeah, like, that'd be a, a cool really one. cool story. All yeah. the peril, all the, like... Kind of reminds me of like Pirates of the Caribbean when they're stuck on the island with the rowboat. Never seen it. What? Nope. All right. Well, I guess One of the, you and the, this is the last podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you and the five people that seen that movie salute to you. Not guys. the last one. I, oh, it, okay. it was, it was like, like the, the fir- third one. All right. Like I said, or you and one? the five people that saw that movie. Those are big movies. To you guys. Anyways, I, I think that one sounds really cool, too. It'd be cool if that one's true. I yeah. think I agree with you. This is probably the uh, first one where she just died on impact or drowned or whatever. The first one, like, that one's, the second one sounds cool. Like, that'd be, like, a cool movie. Like, mm-hmm. her just fighting crabs, but she died. Probably. All right, so theory three, then, was re- just go through them all again. She, they were spies. And, yeah. nope, you're not buying that one? No, I mean, I know, like, the government sometimes does some weird stuff, but, like, for it to be, like, let me send you all the way here, and then you get captured. You'd think that that would be a, a big event. Like, you'd think people would be talking about, like, Amelia. Mm-hmm. You'd think it'd pop up like it'd be declassified at this point that Amelia was a spy. Okay. You'd think something would happen. Yeah. Maybe the government just doesn't want to admit to doing anything. I mean, but, like, if they admit to MKUltra, they'll admit to anything. Well, a lot of that was destroyed, though, too. Yeah, but, it was like, hidden. it's Amelia Earhart. The, then Theory 4, Tokyo Rose. Tokyo Japanese propaganda. completely impossible. I like how that one's the least likely. That is the least likely one to me. That just yeah. makes no There's sense. There's no connection how she got there. Exactly. How did she, or why? By the way, like, how would she know to go to Japan? Like, Well, I assume she was found by Japanese people because it was a Japanese-controlled so area. So they find her, and they're like, you know what? Your job now, instead of us killing you or holding you for ransom, you're going to get on... A radio program, yeah, yeah. not say I'm, not saying- I'm Amelia Earhart, which would be more impactful. Yeah. Because it'd be a person of <laughs> iconic stature in Americans, like the whole American civilization, iconic stature, getting on the radio and saying, hey, America sucks. Instead of doing that, they're like, you know what? We're not going to go with the the more impactful approach. We're going to go with Tokyo Rose. Something kind of under the table a little bit. I know this is a name that a bunch of people use mm-hmm. already, so it kind of destroys the whole use of it. Because, like, what's the point then? Who, like, I'm not going to care. Like, let's be honest. No one cares. Like, oh, like, let's keep – I'm listening to this lady, like, go crazy about, yeah. like, how Americans suck. Like, but her name is Tokyo Rose. I there was know, a maybe, Tokyo Rose last week. Yeah, maybe. It sound like that. I, I don't know. That just makes no sense. You I, would I, think I agree. Would be like, I agree. Hey, That's very unlikely. Let's get – would say, hey, it should have would have been like, hey, I'm Amelia Earhart. 
and this is why America sucks. And that's what it should have been like. It and everyone would be like, like oh my gosh. And everyone would be like, what? Like, <laughs> like they, everyone would have like, well, they didn't have, all right, They everyone had been sitting by their radio speakers in front of a fire, minds blown. But instead, wait, could we get, could America get those? And, what? Like, could we get them transmissions all the way? Back a radio then? broadcast? Probably not. All right, so we wouldn't know. So it would have been all the If there were spies in Jap- Japan, then definitely, but I don't think so. So it would have been all the Japanese kids just sitting there in front of their, like— Who knows? Who knows? You know, roasted fires with the radio going like, whoa. <laughs> okay, do you have any final thoughts then on any of the theories on Amelia Earhart? Do you have your own theory of what happened to her? Um, My theory, like I said, is she lands and they just both— Died. She might have survived, but they both died. Eventually. I like the crab one. Yeah. But I feel like they could have fought off the crabs. Yeah. But, like, I just think eventually they both die. Like, if something ate them. Like, it can't just be crabs on that that island. Mm-hmm. It probably was something else. Who and, like, knows? they probably don't have a compass. They'd be like, all right, I'm just going to go left. Or I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to go left. Just gonna go Everybody's east. compass is <laughs> left, right. <laughs> Forward, backward. <laughs> go east or west for a long time and hope for like the best. But well, it's a small island. It's very small. It's not like there's no, there's no trees. Island, like, I don't think there's really many trees. It's just like crabs in water, which is there's a low tide you think pool in the middle. She saw those crabs while she was landing and like, damn. Well, she, what she would have said, dang, and then I don't have any fuel to get out of here. <laughs> hey, she could have pushed it. All right. Do you have any thoughts though? Final and uh, thoughts. My final thoughts is, uh, face in America, she's dead. Uh, I mean, she's definitely dead at this she's point. Just she's dead. not living she's 130 just, years. There's no, there's no kids. Or 20 years actually. There's no left. There's no kids. There's nothing else. It's just she's dead. Amelia's dead. Wow, that's either grim. at the bottom of an ocean somewhere, or in some type of animal's stomach. Maybe she's cryogenically frozen like Walt. Yeah, not really. There's no, no chance not. about she's, that. She's probably that, Why would you just freeze her? So no, that's not. Yeah, she's just dead. I mean, yeah. All right. salute to her though. You did it. You had a good run. Uh, I wish I could have faced you in basketball, but I never got to. Yes, you did play basketball, yeah. Yeah, but you had a great run. You flew planes. Excellent job. Uh, opened the doors for everybody else, all other women now who, you know, fly planes. And you were a trailblazer, but you you, you just went the wrong way one time. <laughs> you didn't put enough fuel in the, you know, old gas tank. And, uh, yeah. And, oh, shout out to my fallen hero pal, uh, Fred I, Noonan. I already forgot his name. <laughs> Fred. Fred Noonan. Fred Noonan. Uh, you did a great job too, dude. Because he was a bad navigator then. Yeah, well, terrible at his job. <laughs> but he had one job. But uh, at the end of the day, Fred, I mean, could have, you should have had a better name than, you know, Fred. I mean, <laughs> Should have been Amelia. Yeah, he should have been like Emilio or something. Wow, that would have been clever. Emilio Earhart. All right, so I think that about does it for this episode. We want to hit you with the plugs. You are listening to this somehow, I assume. But other ways you can listen are SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash cm hyphen life. iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcast. cmlife.com at um, cm hyphen life.com slash multimedia slash audio. We have a Twitter at the podcast 51 which we'd like to put out um, the new episodes. We'd like to talk about, um, if you want to engage in the conversation with us, we'd Join like to put combos. out cool documentaries and stuff that are related to the topic that week. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. So give us a follow there. Yeah, that'll do it for this week uh, of the podcast 51. I'm Tom. And I'm Emir K. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. And we'll see you next time.